everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We have a special bonus interview for you today. We're talking to Justin Dyke, the director of a new movie coming up on Up Channel this weekend. It is called A Very Country Wedding, and it's a sequel to The Very Country Christmas that uh, came out. Uh, what year did that, that one come out? It was the last year. It was, last, it was 2017, right? Very Country Christmas, I think, was 2017, yes. Yes, right, great. Uh, and uh, we enjoyed that, so we were excited for this new film. And uh, thank you so much, Justin, for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so what we like to do for all of our interviews is we like to give our guests an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become a director. Uh, well, what inspired me? I'm not sure, really. I think uh, I grew up in a small town outside of Toronto. Um, and I don't think I ever really believed that directing was a real job that normal people could get. It always seemed sort of out of reach, but, uh, I just sort of always gravitated towards it. Like as soon as I was, you know, 12 years old, I was trying to steal my parents' video camera and just started making things and, uh, that kind of never stopped. So, um, I just kept making things and they got bigger and they kept getting better. And, uh, eventually I, I started directing. That's great. Did you go to school or, or did you just, how did, how did that all happen? Well, I, I did go to, uh, to a school in Toronto called uh, Ryerson, which has an excellent film program. Um, I graduated from their image arts program and new media. Um, so I graduated in 2004. So I was kind of coming up just as the, uh, everything was switching over to digital and new digital cameras were coming out. So um, I was kind of a bit of a camera nerd um, and started playing with, all the cameras in the new, you know, editing online. I was playing with that in high schools. So I, uh, I just started making my own things and, uh, I did go to school there, but most of it really is self-taught and, uh, learned, um, in the trenches on sets. Yeah, that's great. So how did you end up making your first movie? How did, how were you able to kind of get that first gig? Well, my first gig as a director, um, I was working in film basically my whole life. I, uh, I started, you know, when I was 16, I shot my first wedding video. Um, and then, uh, you know, as I said, I just kept making things. So I learned, I learned the camera side, I learned the editing side. And uh, the, the, the more stuff I made, the, the, the bigger the projects got. And eventually um, I was working as a director of photography and editor. And I met with uh, the executive producer of A Very Country Wedding, uh, Beth Stevenson. And she was just starting a new company. She's uh, got a lot of experience in the industry, but she was just starting a new company called Brainpower. Um, and she needed a cinematographer for uh, filming little baby animals on green screen, which was an adorable mm. job. Yeah. Uh, so I went and did that with Brainpower. And then, um, yeah, the, the more we worked together, the, the project got better and better. And then the first movie came along and it was a, a kid's movie about um, a little boy who played soccer and ends up meeting and befriending a monkey. Um, so, you know, as everyone says, don't work with kids and animals. So I jumped in with both feet and did both <laughs> in my very first movie. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, uh, that turned out okay, actually. It was, it's a fun movie still to watch. <laughs> Oh, cool. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start with the monkey movie. That's, that's, that's tricky. <laughs> yes. I don't recommend anyone get a monkey. For that. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. And so you really were able to learn quite a bit through 
doing things like making the wedding videos and and some of the other things like you, you learned as you went kind of sounds like yeah i i just uh i just you know i wanted to direct but uh no one would do everything else for me and i didn't i didn't understand producing so uh, when I yeah. wanted to, you know, make a project for school, I decided to teach myself camera. And when it came time to edit it, I had to teach myself the editing software. So eventually I, uh, I, I've shot a few feature films as a DOP. Uh, I've edited lots more, uh, directed a lot of music videos, short films, um, and things, things along those lines. So in, yeah. in every project, you learn a lot and you just keep getting better and better. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So we've talked to a few directors on the podcast, but how does it all work as far as, because you have the director of photographer, photography who, uh, slash cinematographer who decides how to create, ex execute your vision, right? Mm -hmm. As a director. And then the editor tries to kind of put it together, but I don't know, how do, how does that teamwork all kind of come into play? And is you, is, are, are you as the director, are you the final say as far as all of those pieces? Um, I'm, I'm kind of the final say in the moment, but it's, uh, it's put together by a, you know, a very large team and uh, all of our producers and everyone gets lots of input. Um, I'm, we're very lucky that I work with a fantastic team uh, run by Brainpower. So the cinematographers, you know, we work with a few, but all of them I've done multiple movies with. Um, our editors, same thing. They, uh, we've worked with them so long that everyone sort of understands what to expect and, uh, and where we're going. So um, yeah, cinematographers specifically, they're in charge of the camera department. So um, our cinematographer will figure out how to light the scene. We'll have lots of conversations beforehand as to what mood we're looking for, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a happy scene, a sad scene, romantic, mysterious, um, and then we'll light it accordingly. And then me and the cinematographer will work shoulder and shoulder and come up with our shot list for the day, figure out what we need, how to do that efficiently enough to actually get all the pages we need to be shot that day. And then, yeah, they'll go off to the editor and uh, our editors are phenomenal. So they'll put together a, uh, a rough assembly, which is just really putting things in order. Um, and then I'll go in and sit with them as they, uh, as they work through the edit. And, you know, we have a script supervisor who will uh, keep track of the shots, you know, on the day that we're filming them and say, oh, take three was, was excellent, but take one had the best ending. So mm -hmm. those notes will all be passed along to the editor. But if there's little things that I remember from the day we were shooting, then I can uh, pass that information along to the editor. We sw switch a few shots out um, and they go off to producers and we get, notes from various people and they go off for sound and music and yeah everyone just does does yeah. their thing. that's interesting uh, kind of all of these different voices kind of coming together and it's just amazing to me that they're, they're able to sort of balance all that with the writer and with the, everything else that it, that these movies are made so quickly and yet all that's able to happen uh in such a short period of time mm -hmm. it's uh it's, it's quite the machine that they've built here. Um, mm -hmm. and it, uh, you're right. It can happen very quickly. And I think, uh, I think the quality is up there too. I think they're, uh, they're really fun movies. I'm excited every time I get a new script, uh -huh. you know, try to throw a little bit of comedy in there along with the romance and it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're tons of fun and everyone does a great job. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are the particular challenges in making a Christmas TV movie in particular? Uh, you know, how do you coordinate all of that 
snow and and all of that kind of stuff. Is that is that tough? Well, especially living in Canada, um, it is tough. Yes, because uh, we we try to line it up so we're shooting a Christmas movie every December. Uh-huh. Uh, which is actually quite rare to be able to do that. But you go outside, there's usually snow around here. Everyone's got decorations up. So, you know, it's, there's lots of great things to capture there. But oftentimes we're shooting them in July. And today, yeah. for instance, it's in the mid 80s here. Right. Uh, so not a lot of snow options. Um, but we've done lots of different things. Use the uh, like rolled out cotton sort of snow blankets. Uh, you got this shredded paper stuff that looks okay when you sprinkle it on plants. Then you got to shop back it all up afterwards. Um, oh what else do we use for snow? We the uh, VFX comes in handy for us as well. Um, sometimes you do uh, you know on a close up you sprinkle a little bit of fake snow on the plants, but then afterwards you give it off to our phenomenal uh, special effects departments, and they can put in snow. Or uh, we did a skiing movie where they put actually great big mountains in the view of the window and. Um, so there's, there's lots of lying going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you bring in actual, actual snow for, for some scenes. I mean, that must just be just an industry in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've snow. done snow and luckily hockey's popular here too. So they just pull it off the skating rinks and then, uh, come <laughs> blow it around. Right. Um, and we also, we, we recently did a, uh, like a foam machine and it was this, really great smelling soap bubbles that just uh, disappeared when it rained. They're all biodegradable and it looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's always been very interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) And you gotta have, you gotta have all the garland over every surface. There's garland everywhere. And if there's ever like an exit sign or a fire alarm, just put a wreath over it. So pretty. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you had worked with, uh grayston uh in uh in the movie with um cindy busby that's right yeah right and uh so was that part of the reason why you kind of thought of him for the uh first for the very country christmas yeah definitely he was uh well he's he's a great actor tons of fun to work with everyone uh everyone loves being being on set with him which is uh which is big and uh yeah, we just when when this script came across, we uh, we all got together with the producers and uh, we just said, you know, this this guy sounds like Grayston. He sounds like he's got that sort of more more rugged, you know, country look as opposed to someone a little more clean cut or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he just uh, he has that presence that I think a uh, a country superstar might have that the walk, the swagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I liked this one at the very country Christmas. I it, at first I I was like, oh, is he is he is are they going to go too far with him being, you know, kind of the <laughs> the the uh, the full of himself kind of right. star or whatever. <laughs> but I thought that they actually had a pretty nice chemistry and and uh, that it ended up being pretty that it ended up being sweet and I appreciated that there was actual music that there was actual songs Mm -hmm. uh in the in the movie whereas a lot of these movies it it feels like they just are trying to do as little music because i'm sure music is a pain but i appreciate that this had actual singing in it (laughs) yes and and you're absolutely right music can be a real pain um but uh yeah grayson is a phenomenal guitar player so that helps a lot Uh uh-huh 
uh, and then working with someone like Dina Carter, uh, where she came in and she was just game for anything. Um, yeah. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to sing actually live in the movie as opposed to getting it recorded beforehand, uh-huh. uh, having the actors lip sync, but she was just game. So we got an ex, you know, we did an extra audio setups that day, plugged the microphone in and we recorded her just like it was a concert. And she just sang the songs and every single take was perfect. So it was, that was all live. Uh, all of Dina's were, yeah, we had to do uh, voiceover for a few of them, but uh, Dina's singing was all live right into the microphone. That's cool. Had she acted before? Did she? She, if she had, it wasn't a lot. Um, this was her first movie, as far as I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think she did pretty good. She did great. Yeah, she, it was, it was kind of easy because she was just playing herself, which is the, you know, the charming music star. And she was just, yeah, so nice to be around and so helpful. Anything we wanted her to do. And she had a, a genuine excitement on set, which is, uh, which is really nice because, you know, after 12, 16 hour days, everyone can get tired and actors who have been doing it for a long time, they know that's coming, but she was just having a great time every day. So that, yeah. uh, that helped a lot too, I think. Yeah. And I felt like she had a pretty natural presence on screen for, cause some of these singers when they try and transition to acting, this doesn't always, doesn't always go so great, but I thought she did pretty well. I, I thought she did great. Yeah. 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 I agree. So uh, how did you select um, B, B Santos? I'm not sure. Oh, Bea, Bea. Bea, Bea, sorry. Bea oh, Santos. How did, how did you end up picking her as the co-lead? Well, she was, uh, she was just one of many audition tapes. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she is local from Toronto. So the, being a relatively small industry here, um, I had lots of friends who had worked with her previously and said how great she was. And so she, uh, yeah, luckily she was sort of, handed to me on a short list of, you know, these are the few that we're looking at. And then uh, again, working very closely with our producers who are phenomenal at casting um, and our casting director, of course, we, uh, we went through the tapes and she was, uh, she was just the one that, that stood out. Yeah. Uh, and I like the, the little girl who played her, uh, her daughter. Yes. Raven. Yeah. She is, she was, she's very, I thought she, they felt they had a nice chemistry together, I think, as mother-daughter. They really did, yeah. And Raven is, uh, she's just hilarious to have around. She was, yeah, very professional and, you know, acts a lot more grown up than she is and uh, always knew her lines and was always ready to help. And yeah, I, I thought she was great too and just adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cute. And uh, yeah, is it challenging at all? Like getting, uh, for such a young actress, you know, like I said, learning your learning lines and doing the scenes and yeah, it it can be. But you know, as I said, my first movie was with a kid and a monkey, so everything's been easy <laughs> since then. Right. Um, but uh, no, I've I've done a lot of children's films. Um, worked on a, a television series called The Pony Sitters Club, uh, which was all you know kid leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so working with kids is something I'm I'm pretty comfortable with. And uh, Raven was just so professional and so good that. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the easier actors. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. Uh, and and you have to schedule everything very carefully, right? Because you gotta. You do, yeah. The kids kids have different rules, so they have to right. take time. Uh, they have to have tutoring every uh, every few hours. They have to get a certain amount of tutoring in throughout the day. They have to have breaks scheduled in. So, um, yeah, you always try to line it up so that they can be tutoring while the other actors are changing clothes or they're on their break while the camera's, you know, turning around or moving lights. 
So it, uh, it can be tricky, but, um, but again, the, the team we work with are, are so used to working with kids that we've mm-hmm. got it down with science. Now, last year, you did six movies plus, like you said, the Pony Sitters Club. Yes. That's amazing. It's, How did you it, make so many? That's incredible. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, all I can say is that it, uh, this one boils down to the team um, yeah. that are putting them together because they, I did six, but they did, I think, 11 or 12. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, brain power did that many, so yeah, it was it was a lot for me. But uh, it really is it's it's a smooth moving machine, and they just they would get a script ready, they would get it to me, I would start to work probably about you know two months before we would roll cameras, and then work with the casting director, and then as we were shooting that movie, I would be uh, you know in the evenings and weekends I'd be reading the script for the next one. Oh wow! Um, and That's we just amazing. just kept churning them out like that, so. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, My Perfect Romance last year. I felt like that was kind of flew under the radar, but it had a pretty good cast. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, that, was our, that was our first non-Christmas romance, so it was nice to hang hearts on the walls instead of wreaths. Yeah, because <laughs> it had uh, Christopher Russell, who's super dreamy. It had uh, Jody Sweetens in it, Lauren Holly, yeah. Morgan Fairchild. I liked the lead, even though I was unfamiliar with her. Uh, Kimberly Sue Murray. Yeah, Kim Sue Murray. Yeah, she was good. I it had some pretty pretty dreamy sequences. I you know <laughs> it had a little a little bit uh, a little bit more PG thirteen, just a little than uh, than yeah. <laughs> which I enjoyed and I liked that a little more spicy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I thought that one was fun. Yeah, that one was lots of fun. And, um, as I said, Kim Sue Murray, she's, uh, she's one of those people we just, we happen to find right at the right time because she's, uh, she's off doing a couple other series right now. I don't know what I'm at liberty to say, but she's in a, a Netflix show coming up. And, um, so she's, uh, I think people are going to start recognizing her very soon. And that was the, the first time we had worked together. Um, but then I was lucky enough to do another one with her, uh, earlier this year. Yeah. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Are you just like, well, I made six movies last year. Now this year I've got to make eight movies. Oh yeah. You can't, <laughs> go, can't go backwards. Can't go backwards. It's gotta keep. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, I, th- I, I, think, I feel like, I feel like six is probably a pretty good number for one yeah. year. <laughs> I think so. I think that's pretty pretty good. Pretty impressive. So uh yeah. <laughs> uh and you did you know that we we actually just found this out that uh a sequel to a Christmas movie that's a non-Christmas movie. Uh, so a non-Christmas movie sequel to a Christmas movie is uh-huh. exceedingly rare. Very, uh-huh. very rare. <laughs> uh you know, I did not know that, but yeah. uh I feel like we're pioneers, so we yes. did it on purpose. Yeah. You and Wedding in a Graceland, because we realized that's how we realized we started researching, and we figured out that that's the first time that Hallmark has done that to our knowledge that they've yeah. had. Because there's been sequels to Christmas movies that are still Christmas movies. Yeah. But <laughs> so I was like, ooh, just in one season, we'll have a very, very, we'll have a, a uh, very country wedding and yep. Chris, I mean, wedding in a Graceland. So 
we can, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we're changing the world. <laughs> Absol absolutely, that is what we're doing. <laughs> That's really cool. So at first, uh, I tried to talk a little bit about the movie without spoilers too much. But at first, I was a little bit, I was a little bit scared because I felt like she wasn't being heard as a character, you know, and I, I didn't want her to be, um, just constantly sign of okay we can do it your way we can do it you know and not have what she wanted out of the yep. relationship yeah that makes sense and but then i felt like i actually in the end i found it kind of refreshing because i felt like here's a woman who knows the relationship she's in she's not trying to change this person to be anything other than what he is yeah and so in the end it ended up working for me was that a tricky kind of dynamic to to do it, when you're when you're it, writing it it was yeah I, I remember the um we're talking the first movie of course right the very country christmas yeah well so no this is the the new one i have seen it okay. so her as far as like her wedding and kind of what she wants and she seems to have to put everything on hold yeah i don't think that's too big a spoiler to say um <laughs> and i that was my sort of feeling like she's got to still get enough of what she needs out of the relationship but you also have to kind of know what relationship you're getting into right Does that makes yeah. sense yeah and i agree it was it was a tricky thing to navigate um and i feel like in the end this ended up being a story about so many different there's so many different plots in this so many different characters you know pursuing their own dreams and their own love um, in their own way, you know, between a grandmother and granddaughter or, you know, an ex-couple, um, all, all these different pairs. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, in terms of the, uh, the Jeanette role, it, it, was, it was a bit tricky. We didn't want her to just be the, you know, the, the proverbial punching bag and just sit there and put up with all this stuff. And we, we felt that we had, you know, we tried in ways to make her strong enough that, this was just the life that she chose and she wasn't being forced into anything. And, you know, I think, I think his guilt came across that he didn't want to be doing this either. And that it was really, as opposed to, you know, her versus him, like this is what he wants this is what she wants. We try to make it, you know, us against the world sort of thing. Yeah. That, that this is what's been handed to them and sure they, they feel differently about it, but in the end it was really just about uh, each other and, and tackling those things together yeah because there were so many moments that i thought could have turned into sort of sort of the cringeworthy moments that i don't really like in some of these tv movies where for instance so many of these tv movies have the scene where the uh the guy and his ex are sort of talking or whatever and then the the lead girl kind of stumbles upon in, in eavesdrops and hears what they're saying and instead of just talking to her guy and yeah. saying what were you talking about she storms <laughs> off and then never wants to talk to him again you know that that kind of a scenario and there were so many moments like that where she could have had that response yeah. in the film but she always seemed to trust him and he always seemed to be trustworthy so i appreciated that about like it felt like this is a functional couple that i could actually see 
surviving in a real world situation. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really glad that came across because that is something that, uh, you know, in some iterations of the script, I think we did have those scenes where it was just, you know, the, the simple way out was someone gets mad and storms off. Um, but I remember sitting with, with multiple people around the table and doing, uh, doing read throughs and just saying like, you know, would she really say that? Or, you know, is this picture really enough to, to set someone off to get angry or would they just speak logically about it? Um, and we, we really wanted to do that, which, uh, which makes drama harder because, you know, there is always a solution if people sit down and talk about it. Um, but I feel like we were able to walk that line and make them, as you said, a more logical, functional couple. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if this kind of couple is going to last, I mean, this is just what she's going to have to deal with. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I like that. Was it fun? There's kind of two wedding se- sequences kind of in the movie. Yeah. Uh, was that fun to sort of plan? Not, a, not just one, but two kind of type of weddings. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two fake weddings. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you know, as in the, in the six movies we did last year, I think at least four of them had a wedding in it. Uh-huh. So, uh, so planning weddings is, is something we do quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was nice to have two, you know, completely different types of weddings um, and to have, you know, the one starts off in the, the normal classy church wedding. And then I guess it would be well, if I gave away the second one, but it's a, it's a different kind of wedding with different kinds of, uh, a different feel to it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them were very different. So that was fun. Uh, was it fun kind of exploring this other couple with Deanna Carter and her ex, that, that kind of storyline? That, that may have been my favorite storyline in the whole thing. Um, because yeah, Dina, you know, was great. And I, I really feel like she grew from the last movie to this one too, because we gave her a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more to do in this one. Um, but the first movie, she was just sort of the voice of reason that would come in and give advice. But this time she had, you know, real emotions to go through. And I thought she knocked it out of the park. Um, and then uh, Mike Shara playing Chris, uh, he's, a, uh, he's a theater actor with a lot of experience. And um, he was, yeah, we weren't sure who we were going to get for the role of Chris. Um, he, we kind of found him just at the last minute. Uh, but he came in and felt, uh, yeah, I thought he did an amazing job. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, as you said, it's, it's a different kind, of, different kind of love story between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. I enjoyed it. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, she, she is awfully, the beginning of the movie, when things go awry, I mean, I, if something like that happened to me, I, on the day of my wedding, I, <laughs> I think I'd be a little bit more upset than she is, but, uh, but it, it was, it was interesting. I mean, there, there was a side of me that was just like, just wait and get, Get, just get married and then you can have the party and stuff later but you're so close oh my gosh you're so close you're there. just have the minister do it i don't know but i guess the, maybe that feels like uh not as not the way that they dream it just it just wasn't right for them i guess yeah, yeah that's right yeah well cool and, yeah, and you had uh some concert scenes that yeah. had to do with so how how does it go about filming those kinds of scenes 
Uh, well, we uh, we referenced a lot of you know. Luckily, concert videos are uh, are a very popular thing now, so you can log in and watch you know whatever super band performing. And so we tried to mimic as much of those as possible because we didn't have the budget for the you know twenty thousand extras to come out and sure. name. Um, so we, we found the shots they often used that were close-ups and wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't need a crowd in the background. Um, so we try to mimic those as well as possible. And then, uh, with, with the people we did have, we, we just cover that and, and put it all together. Um, as I said, Grayson is a musician, he's a guitar player. So him going out on stage and, you know, working up a crowd that's not actually on set that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> felt, felt a bit strange with him, you know, throwing his arms up and, the you know a few people on the crew giving him some claps yeah it was uh, it was lots of fun we had we were in a wonderful venue um so we had their sound system blaring the music was nice and loud so it, it you could feel the energy um it was just uh, kind of empty to the, to the to the eye but hopefully the camera caught a big full concert that's that's really interesting and uh, who ends up writing the music for the these movies uh well we have uh, we have some composers and they uh I think they actually write some of the songs as well. Um, and the, the writer of this movie, Keith Cooper, um, is uh, also a very talented musician. Um, so he wrote some of the songs for it as well. I believe he wrote the song that uh, Zane sings to um, um, the, I forget her name. Celeste was the actress, but he sings to the other character. Mm-hmm. And then do you, did they go into the studio and then rec- do the recordings like a normal sort of sound studio? They do. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. That's cool. That must be fun for, must be intimidating, but also fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't usually have to do a lot there. I'm, I don't have much of a musical ear, so I, uh-huh. I listen to the songs and tell them how great they are. And then all these much more talented people go off and yeah. get that ready for me. That's cool. Well, I am very curious also about your movie, uh, Christmas with a Prince. Yes. Uh, and it looks like that there's going to be a sequel to that coming up. We just finished shooting the sequel a couple of weeks ago. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. And yeah. So that one was lots of fun. We had to go, uh, we had to go off to the kingdom of San Savar for that one. <laughs> nice. Very so, good. Yeah, that was that was lots of fun. We had everybody back, and um, it's always it's nice. That's uh, the very country wedding was our first sequel, um, uh-huh. and it's really great because the first week you're always sort of, you know, you're learning the actors and trying to. There's a certain familiarity and shorthand that you have by the end of the shoot, um, and on these sequels, when you bring all the actors back, it just right out of the gate, it feels like old times. So the very first day, um, you know, everyone's just right back in it. So yeah, I think uh, a very uh, what is it called a Christmas with the Prince Royal Wedding, which is a Christmas sequel. Um, right. I think it's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. I am excited because I love uh, Charles Shaughnessy so much. <laughs> I saw that he was in the in the original movie. I don't know if he's in the new one, but... Uh, he is. He, Charles, oh, good. Charles was back. Um, yes. And uh, Miranda was back, the villain from the last movie, and she's got a much Ooh. bigger media role. I know I know she was a, a favorite of a lot of people. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's lots of fun. Uh, Cause I'm a huge fan of the nanny. Absolutely huge fan. Uh, yes. no, I'm very excited whenever I see him in anything. <laughs> um, and this one, that one was based off of a book, right? Uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, uh, so was, and the uh, Very Country Christmas was as well. It was based on a oh, okay. Country Cinderella, which is a Harlequin novel. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Christmas the Prince. I don't know the name of that book at the moment. Um, but yeah, it, it was based on, uh, on a Harlequin book as well. And then the sequel is uh, based off the characters from that book. Is that at all challenging at all to, to adapt a book versus an original screenplay? Or is um, I'm, I'm sure it is for the writer, yeah. uh, but I, uh, I, said I, I get the script when it's already in excellent shape and uh-huh. uh, I don't have to go through those headaches. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to know kind of where to go next when you've had a, you know, you're writing a sequel and you're doing a sequel? Like, is, it is. Yeah. Happen? We, and we often get together in a group with the producers and writers um, and we, we talk about the original movie and, you know, where could they go? Is, is it going to be a wedding? Is it going to be a baby? Is there, yeah. you know, is there a, a death in the family which brings them all together and they have to go and deal with something like that? So yeah, all, all the options get thrown out. And um, yeah, because it is, you know, the, the first movies follow the, uh, the boy meets girl yeah. uh, storyline um, that is, you know, probably 80% of all movies ever made. Uh, <laughs> And then the sequel, you got, you know, the boy already met the girl. So where do you go from there? Yeah. So a lot of times with these rom-coms, the sequels, for some reason, they decide to all become, become kind of realistic and like, oh, they've got all these problems. And I understand <laughs> that you have to have conflict. I get that. But sometimes they can be real downers. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, you can still be romantic. You can still make them, you can still keep that tone, I think. Yeah. But it's tough, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, and we, uh, you know, specifically on the Christmas ones, I think we always try to keep them, keep them light and happy, and the conflict is there, but it's only, you know, make-believe yeah. conflict, yeah. Um, and I think both these sequels hopefully achieve that as well. Um, we, we have done a couple other, you know, slightly heavier romantic films uh, based on the Harlequin novels. Uh, you know, one deals with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, another one deals with, uh, with illness, so those movies are out there and available for people who are looking for a little bit of drama on the side. But uh, yeah, for these Christmas ones, I think people should just be happy and enjoy some of the silly problems that come across these characters. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. And then hometown holiday last year, you got to have uh, Kevin McGarry in that yeah. one. And yeah. He's so dreamy. <laughs> so that's <was> fun. <laughs> yeah. Kevin was great. And he, uh, turns out he's multi-talented too because we we had singing in that movie yeah uh, like well how are we going to do that and kevin shows up he's like oh well apparently i sing like an angel and can play guitar so <laughs> uh, he just re- you know recorded those songs and we're like all right well that yeah. was easy and steven Huzars was in that as well yeah i saw so many last year i they're all <laughs> yeah yeah but, but yes. i love him he's steven great is, steven is great everything you see in the movie that is the, that's just him in real life he's never anything but happy and chipper and eager to help and mm-hmm. um he's the guy who'll be uh you know he'll grab a sandbag and run it out for somebody if, if they need it uh-huh. yeah that's cool i, I liked the sister in the he played a lead sister in that movie uh, I, jennifer i believe yeah yeah she was funny she was just like what's wrong with you why are you <laughs> being this way yeah <laughs> she yeah was she was she was great and then uh yeah they had the the baby at the end was actually a, a friend of mine had just had twins. Um, and with the, uh, with, uh, we were talking child actor rules uh, with babies that are even stricter, obviously, because babies need, sure. don't, can't be hanging out on set all day. 
Um, so when you have twins, you can bring one baby, and then when that baby goes down for the nap, the next baby comes in. So um, oddly, I had uh, three sets of friends all have twins within a few months of each other. So yeah. we just uh, we found found some twins and brought them out, and <laughs> Jennifer was phenomenal with babies. So yeah, because that movie it had it had a pretty big time span that it covered of this relationship it did yeah that one started in the summer and ended at christmas so that was uh, i think one of the the longest time periods for us yeah and so yeah that would make it challenging but i enjoyed that one i thought it was fun and uh i could have gotten even more kevin mcgarry (laughs) (laughs) well yeah hopefully uh hopefully we can have him back sometime yes that would be good <laughs> he's uh one of the kings of hallmark right now so yes, he is, yeah. <laughs> very good all right well uh we like to end our interviews with some silly questions we call them the team beat questions all right and uh so they're just kind of fun so here we go okay what is the best ice cream flavor whatever one within reach <laughs> good answer all right uh what is your favorite color green oh very good very on brand uh <laughs> for christmas okay what music are you into right now uh oh good question last time i was on a drive with somebody they said that i had the weirdest playlist they'd ever heard <laughs> because it will it will go from you know something from the big bopper to a, a current hip-hop song back uh-huh. to a a nice slow folk music yeah um, a little of everything a little bit of everything yeah so uh, let's see what's what's on my playlist right now let's i was listening to bahamas today oh okay i haven't heard of it oh it's a he's a, he's a uh, singer songwriter based out of toronto oh cool good yeah, and that's I where that. it's excellent yeah that's where you guys are shoot mostly in toronto yep yep okay uh, we have a big, big contingent of the, you know, in Vancouver, but yeah, then the Toronto is like the second hub. It seems like of Canada <laughs> movie making. Yeah, I think uh, it is. So. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Date night food. Hmm. Um. Probably chicken wings. Oh, okay. I, I've been I've been married long enough that you can eat greasy chicken wings in front of each other now there you go okay what is your go-to date night activity uh definitely watching a movie oh either stay in and watch a movie or go to the theater and watch something new yeah that sounds fun we always say on this podcast that the key is to making the movie date work is you have the movie and then you go to dinner oh then you i mean it's especially good for like a first date because then you have something to talk about that's a good plan yeah, you can talk about the movie. <laughs> you got this figured out. Yeah, we're changing the world. It's exciting. <laughs> um, okay, so dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Uh, beaches or mountains? Hmm. I don't know. Depends on the mood. Beaches are not much fun in the winter, so can we have seasonal? Beaches in the summer, mountains in the winter? Uh, that sounds good. Or you can go to some place with a beach in the winter. That's probably the most ideal. Uh, because, yeah that's true then you're <laughs> yeah um, like, these, these are hard questions i don't know it's tricky it's <laughs> okay so would you rather be in a suit and tie dressed up or in sweats 
Hmm. I'd probably rather be in sweats, but I'll put on a suit and tie when the occasion calls for it. Yeah. Good. Maybe on your date night activity. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, What is your uh, favorite holiday? Uh, I'm a Christmas guy. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. It's hard to beat Christmas. Hard to beat Christmas. Is it, is it less exciting for you because you're sort of dealing with Christmas all year long in these movies? (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's, it's funny. The first time you're like, this is weird having the Christmas trees up, you know, all around you all day long on set. But now I just sort of, I can just, you know, look at it as know it's a set and it doesn't really uh, stick in my brain as much as it used to. Yeah. Um, and I, I have I have a four and a six year old, so Christmas is a, a lot of fun around um, the house. So, uh, I, I think that excitement is back since having kids. That it is so much better with kids. Christmas mm-hmm. way better. Uh, it's just it's just more sort of like going through the motions. I feel like when it's just adults. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. true. You got all you, when you're just adults, you're focusing on the traveling and seeing everybody, and who do you have to buy for and um or yeah when when the kids are there you get to see it through their eyes it's uh it's a little bit more magical yeah agreed uh well the last question we usually ask what's your favorite hallmark movie but we could just say what is your favorite hallmark like movie <laughs> tv movie <laughs> you get uh, idea. and you can oh, say my- one of your own <laughs> Yeah, my, my producers are here looking over my shoulders, so it's, it's all of the Harlequin movies that we make together. Okay, Those good. are my favorite. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, great. Uh, this was really fun. It was such a delight to talk with you. Oh, you and, too. And uh, the movie is premiering this weekend, this Saturday. Is that correct? J- July 6th at 7 o'clock, and then it's uh, available at, on uh, DVD at Walmart and Amazon by August 6th. Great. Uh, so all of that, all that information, are you on social media at all that you want to share or anything like that? Uh, barely, not really. No, I haven't posted okay. in a long time. I'll, I'll try harder. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody check out the movie on the 6th and thanks so much for talking with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Thanks so much to Justin for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmark's Pod and Hallmark's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. Uh, Please consider becoming one of our patrons. We have a lot of fun perks, a lot of fun extra stuff. And it's just, I think it'd be definitely worth your time if you're a fan of these, these films or just films in general. And then we also have our feedback show, which we just love getting your comments and we have so much fun doing it. Please send us, if you have any questions for Justin or anything that we talked about, please send us your feedback, feedback at homeworkspodcast.com and you can leave a voicemail at 801-855-6407. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media on iTunes, YouTube, check all that out. So thanks so much. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkspodcast.com. Link in the description.